0: What's up? Welcome in the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that code CHGO to live your bet life. Welcome in. Another day, gloomy day. Very it is gloomy. gloomy. Day. The uh, you know, spring is already over <sighs> in Chicago and we are right back to winter.
1: Yeah, right back after it was just like 70 <laughs> degrees Adam it's like 12 like, hours ago. Yeah, and yeah. now we're
0: wearing, uh, wearing a rain jacket. Now we're experienced. Yeah, you you're not only wearing a rain jacket, you're wearing like a I don't want to call it a knockoff starter jacket because it is Nike. (laughs) It's nice. But I guess technically that's a knockoff starter jacket. I mean, I'll take it. It's pretty sweet, though. It's it's cool, though. I like it. So it works. um, Have you ever shown up for work and just not brought anything with you?
1: No, Adam. Can you tell me about that? (laughs) That's
0: what I did today. (laughs) (laughs) Kids are on spring break. Schedule's totally effed. (laughs) And I drove to drop... My kids off uh, and then went straight to work and just never thought about the fact that I never took my work back with me. As you can so, see, there's no laptop. No that laptop. Ever, it, it it needs a laptop? You know, phone. what's the great thing about technology? You have a the mini laptop, laptop is everything I need is still in this phone. It's just a lot smaller. No, but when
1: you, when you told me that, I was like, I think everyone's been there at some point. <laughs> it just This just happens for you today.
0: It's gloomy. It, that's what it is. Yeah, it's the weather. We can blame that. Uh, whatever. But uh, welcome in. We got another great Bear show for you today and plenty to get to. Um, as I don't know if anybody's looked at the schedule, but as a, all the quarterbacks are migrating to the AFC, there's a little hope. Is that a little yeah. hope out, you know, in the gloomy clouds there that for the bears a little bit, maybe Everybody, everybody's so negative. Everybody's so like, Hey, the bears are only going to win three games this year. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Let's like uh, look at the schedule a little bit. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to do a little bit about that, a uh, little bit of that today. Um, and Will DeWitt is with us too, which I'm, we're going to go
2: ahead and bring him here to there. You, what's up, Will? Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, obviously for me, I was doing well until I noticed Adam and I were wearing oh, the same. Oh, you,
1: you Are need you kidding? Yeah. Did that actually, yeah, you know what, you were wearing that before Adam got,
0: wow. You know what, this is the second straight down the show. Somebody has jumped in that little circle with a uh, questionable attire, um, <laughs> so
2: we we might need to we might need to change that uh what add like a slack channel like what are we wearing today so we can either coordinate or not depending on what it is uh because uh my closet is all the way upstairs i'm not going to run up there right now but i saw you sit down adam and i was like damn you
0: don't have like uh one of your 10 jerseys in the background that of former bears players that you could put on or
2: something Yeah, rip it up from, you know, the glass. Just break it right here and throw on. (laughs) That's
0: one way (laughs) to do it. Yeah. Bloody we will be good. Welcome in. Um, Let's start with this. We were were talking about this a little bit after the show um, yesterday. And the idea of, you know, can Matt Eberflus and the Bears compete in 2022? And this is football we're talking about, guys, which means it's all about matchups. Like when coaches – get through the film from the week before, they immediately start game planning. They start looking at each position group, each matchup on the field, and that always starts at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Um so we thought we'd take a look at the quarterbacks that the Bears will be facing in twenty twenty two versus the quarterbacks they faced in twenty twenty one. Now on your on the left is the actual order and the schedule that the Bears uh, had taking out the double games, obviously, with the NFC North. We do not know the order mm-hmm. in 2022 yet. We'll have this schedule uh, probably within a month or so because um, it usually comes out in April. Um, but you don't have to look too far down this list to realize that it's a little bit easier. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, so
1: just going back to 2021, the Bears have wins over Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson and Mike Glennon, right? So yep. I, those are the wins that they have there. But you look at 2022, and obviously you have Rodgers. You can put I, I don't, you know, Bears fans how they feel about Kirk Cousins, but then it's like Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. And if you want to put Mac Jones in there as you know going to his second season, sure. But man, the quarterbacks on the right side for 2022. And if you're in the chat, comment how you feel about. The, the matchups that the Bears are going to face this season. And if you feel a little bit more confident, just seeing the compare and contrast from what the Bears did last season, again, incompetent offense, a lot of things wrong. But now going to 2022, there's, like I said,
0: a little bit of hope. Will, what's your first reaction when you look at the uh, difference in quarterbacks in 2022?
2: Uh, I can, you know, breathe easier looking at <laughs> that uh, for sure. Uh, I was looking at just – how these quarterbacks stacked up last year and how the Bears were, you know, what they faced a year ago versus what they're facing this year. And, you know, every single way you cut it, uh, it's easier, whether you're looking at uh, touchdown production from these quarterbacks, yards per game. Uh, Last year, the Bears only faced three quarterbacks that finished uh, in the bottom half of the league, so 17th and lower uh, in touchdowns. Uh, This year you have seven, uh, eight if you count Marcus Mariota who rode the bench over there Mm -hmm. in Vegas. Uh, same thing in yards per game. We're facing uh, this season seven different quarterbacks uh, in the bottom half in yards per game. Uh, the Bears only had two of those quarterbacks a year ago. Uh, but this year, you know, Hertz was 27th, Wentz was 28th, Tua was 30th, uh, Mills was 29th. So you're facing, you know, four quarterbacks there that were pretty much the bottom of the league in yards per game. Uh, so, you know, like I said, Adam, you know, any way you look at it, uh, you can breathe a little bit easier if you're a Bears fan looking at this schedule, at least with these quarterback matchups. Uh, and again, maybe, you know, when you look at the schedule through this lens, uh, the Khalil Mack trade, even though it made a lot of sense from the dollar and cent standpoint to get out of the cap situation, but perhaps it's like, you know, we can manage a little bit easier without him this year compared to last year. Can we see the graphic again?
0: If we can get that up, I just want to go through the, the 2022 quarterbacks and, and kind of look at it this way. You know, which quarterback would you rather have? Right? Mm. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and argue that Justin Fields is already better than some of these guys, but like if you're going into a game, would you rather have Justin Fields or Jared Goff? Yeah, I mean, I'm going Justin Fields
1: there. And I okay. know, again, the experience of Goff, but honestly, I'm going no, with Justin Fields. I mean,
0: Fields. that's not even, yeah, that's not hard. You're going you're gonna to say Fields. Now, Rodgers, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Maybe the debate with Kirk Cousins is a little bit, I could see how somebody might say Cousins just because the experience factor. I'm rolling with Justin Fields. I think people know how I feel about Kirk Cousins overall. <laughs> um, and yeah, maybe it's a little bit impacted by that Hail Mary back in the day against Wisconsin. But you know, oh, that's we're just right, being honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jalen Hurts. I would take Justin Fields over Hurts. Like I mean, he, Fields is definitely already a better passer.
1: Yeah, yeah. He Hurts hasn't shown you enough yet to tell you that. Hey, he he's already far and great greater than than Justin Fields. But will what do you, I mean? Cousins and Hurts. What are you kind of thinking there?
2: Yeah, no, I'd go Fields uh, on that one as well. I mean, if we're going down the list, you know, Wentz, I would still take Fields uh, over him. And then you get to Allen, which I think would be yeah. the only one so far where I'm like, yeah, I would take a Josh Allen on this team.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Josh Allen. Tua, I'm going Fields. Davis Mills, I'm going Fields. I can't see the. We got something up on our. There we got
1: Garoppolo slash uh, Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, Garoppolo's going to be staying there, obviously, because there's nowhere else to move quarterbacks. At yeah, this they're point. kind of
0: stuck at this point with Garoppolo. I mean, I'm not here for the Jimmy G slander. The guy has mm-hmm. been pretty successful. He was running all over the Bears at Soldier Field last season. He's yeah. got, what,
1: two rushing touchdowns?
0: I mean, now if Trey Lance is playing by then, I would say there's probably a decent chance that that's happening because you don't draft a guy that high and just not play him. Unless you're um, in love. Yeah, but that wasn't that high. <laughs> yeah, <true>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they also have Aaron Rodgers, who's different than Jimmy Garoppolo. This is true. So if it's Lance or Fields, I'm going Fields. Jimmy Garoppolo, with his experience, I can listen to, to an argument about Jimmy G over Fields. Uh Dak Prescott, I would go with Dak Prescott. Daniel Jones. Nah. Gimme Fields. Yeah,
1: Gimme Fields. Mac
0: Jones. Gimme Fields. Okay. Okay. Mac I, Jones, I like Mac Jones coming out, but I Mac Jones had a good rookie year. He had a better rookie year than Justin Fields. He did. Go talk to the people who even cover the Patriots. They will tell you they would rather have Justin Fields. There's just a
1: there's not a high ceiling with the Mac Jones. That's a thing. Yeah, right. There's it's, not. There's not. And, and again, maybe a higher floor,
0: but just not a high ceiling. With Phil Perry, who does a great job covering the Patriots for NBC Sports Boston out there. Uh, we had a conversation at the Super Bowl, and I was surprised at how all-in he was with Fields over mm. Mac Jones, having covered all of Mac Jones. I th- I felt like that was a pretty um, credible opinion there. Mar- yeah. uh, just to finish it off, Mariota, I would definitely take I would definitely take Fields over Mariota. Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson I like Zach Wilson. I ranked Zach Wilson over Fields last year before the draft, but based on what we've seen so far. I, I looked at what they did in the offseason, too, just to kind of see. Right As of right now, you add
1: uh, Lincoln Tomlinson to kind of bolster that interior offensive line. They added two tight ends, C.J. Uh, Azuma from the Bengals and Tyler Conklin from Minnesota. But yeah. still, they don't they, sell. Like the Bears, they don't have a lot of offensive weapons at this point. So, we kind of, I mean, just going through that list, you can make the argument for fields
0: for more than half of those, right? So, hope. <laughs> I mean, regardless, at least, I mean, the, the schedule is easier. And I'm just just—I'm just saying, I think there's going to be a lot of weeks where you're going in feeling better about the quarterback you have versus your opponent. Now, bring up a good point. When you bring in the whole offense, all the weapons involved, that might be a different story. Um But as we've had so many comps, there's just one up up there. We've had a few in the last few days, which uh, totally makes sense. If the coaching's better, though, the offense should be better. Like, it should be taking a step forward. Nobody's predicting, like, they're going to be a top 10 or anything. Um, But that's the idea, right? You know, getting a little bit better offensively. I'd still like to see them add a little bit more, Mm -hmm. especially on that offensive line than we've seen so far. But, yeah, how
2: about that? A little bit of glimmer of hope, Will. Uh, you know, me, uh, I can always <laughs> look and find some of those glimmers of hope. And this is a quarterback driven league. So if you are going into that week, feeling better, you know, about who's under center for you versus the opponent, chances are you like your, uh, you know, your odds entering, you know, that game and uh, what the outcome can be, uh, the strength of schedule, I mean, it's certainly easier. Third and 2021, uh, all the way down to 24th, uh, and this upcoming season. Uh, but as you guys were going through that quarterback's list and we got to the end, are you two as excited as I am for the, you know, the 2021 draft quarterback kind of like carousel that will be going on between, you know, Fields and Wilson and Mac Jones and maybe Trey Lance as well? Like there's a chance that we can have all these battles you know, up front. And if that schedule plays out nicely, like, hey, like a little circuit there in a, somewhere in the season to kind of have these matchups to see how they're all progressing in year two. Uh, And I think that's a big question uh, for us too. Like how will these jumps be for all these quarterbacks that were rookies last year uh, at their respective teams to kind of give us a better understanding of what the bears will be facing. But I'm just super excited about uh, the potential of pretty much think every other first round quarterback this year.
0: Yeah. Except for Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. That would be the only one. Yeah. Otherwise you get the, um, you'll get a Zach Wilson matchup. Assuming everybody's healthy. Um, I I guess anything can happen, but I would have to guess Trey Lance is playing.
1: Yeah, especially if it's I mean later on in the year. Yeah, too. we yeah, that's the thing. We yeah, don't know we when don't know that when. game will get
0: scheduled at this point, but uh I would think so. And and then Mac Jones and that game will be um that and game will be Foxborough. in Foxboro. You know, it's interesting looking at this rookie class, you know, it it was Really, nobody. None of them had a great year. Yeah, Mac Jones had the best, best. almost, almost by default. I would say, like, mm-hmm. he was in the best situation in terms of coaching. He was put in the best position to have success. But we still saw games. Like, if you really watch them, they all struggled. Like, there were games where, yeah, there was, yeah. I mean, as, as rookie
1: quarterbacks will, sure, but. Yeah, there are a lot of games. where I mean, you go Justin Fields in Cleveland, and Scheme probably helped with with him struggling that game. But Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, what he had to deal with all season. So I don't know if you saw the story on The Athletic, uh, Adam, about all the things that Urban Meyer not knowing who apparently Aaron Donald was. Like, yeah, I don't know way, about that.
0: I find that really hard to believe. Yeah. like, like you, is it, you that, you that sounded like uh, maybe he was – just trying to make a point or something. Debo Samuel, maybe. <laughs> maybe if, like, I mean, that's, like, their, their offensive weapon, but, like, come on. You can't tell me that Urban Meyer <laughs> didn't know who Aaron Donald was. I, I'm sorry mm-hmm. on that one. Like, if he's trying to make a point and yeah, it maybe got, got taken, taken literally when it yeah. really shouldn't have been, maybe I could see that. But that was a – no, I'm not defending <laughs> Urban Meyer in any way, and that story we'll was well-deserved out, for everything that that played out there. But – um. You know, I will say this. I don't think people are watching the Jets too much late in the year. Zach Wilson started getting better. And and I do think that that, he was not really put in the best position to have success last year either. Didn't have really anyone to throw the ball to. He did start improving. Went on a little bit of a run late in the season. And so, kind of in conclusion on all of these guys, I liked all of them. It was, in my opinion, a well-deserved, hyped-up quarterback class. And I'm willing to give them all a chance, though. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I wonder, like,
1: maybe this is – maybe I'm saying this too soon, but if I'm looking at these quarterbacks all going into year two, Mac Jones was the best last year. I don't think that's going to be the case in year two. Like, I don't know if that's crazy to say, but given – again, we just talked about his ceiling is not as high as all those other guys. I'd put him more towards the bottom. Look, we still got a draft. Obviously, the schedule, all these things to consider here. But if I were to kind of look at it, out of the guys we all mentioned, I'd put Mac Jones. I don't think he's going to be at the top.
0: Well, let me ask you this: If you were to redraft him, who are you taking
2: first? First overall, wouldn't be Mac Jones. Uh, I, I feel like Trevor Lawrence still would have been the one to go with. He's just in Jacksonville, guys. We all know that when you go to Jacksonville, bad things happen. It's very similar to here in Chicago with quarterbacks and receivers. But Jacksonville's just always been a nightmare. Uh, but if I had to go again, you know, number one overall, it's hard to go against Lawrence at this stage still. What are you thinking, Adam?
0: Yeah, So okay, so you weren't saying Mac Jones. I thought you were saying you would take Mac Jones.
2: No, I was saying I will not take him. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: I misheard that. Good. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, because I, I still think I would take him – After, is he the last I think I'd still take him last out of all of them. Mm -hmm. The the hard one that's, like, really hard to to gauge at all is Trey Lance because he didn't play. And so, but we are getting to the point now where he's basically played two games, if you're going to, like, two games in the last two years. Very true. Because he only played one the year before the COVID year. Uh, at North Dakota State, where they like basically played an exhibition just to get him yeah. out there uh, in front of scouts, and so at like at what point, inexperience was already the issue with him, right? Playing at the FCS level, um, not playing a ton of games in college, and like he kind of had the Trubisky knock, which was like mm-hmm. he only has this many starts. Does that concern you? Now you add on a whole nother year. He barely played. At least he was in the NFL, you know, learning in the NFL environment. But that's starting to get to the point where as much as I liked him last year coming out, I'd have some hesitation. So I think I'd probably go, I think I'd probably go Lawrence. Still Wilson. I mean, <sighs> I mean, if you're going off just, well, no, Justin. Fields. I think I might go Justin Fields second. Okay. Then Wilson, who I still really like. I mean, I just got a same caveat I had last year. Every time we kept having these debates, I still like them all. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm still willing to draft Mac Jones if he's the last one available, mm-hmm. it, it, still in the first round. Like the, these guys were all deserving of going where they went, which we can't say. Like I always go back to the Trubisky year. Like, and in hindsight, I was wrong, not giving Watson and Mahomes more credit. Mm-hmm. But like, I never felt like that that quarterback class that those three guys any of them really should have gone in the top five
1: no yeah and I mean this class was just talked up so much too in terms of all five, all five of those guys um but just kind of going back to Trey Lance I wonder like obviously Jimmy Gar- Garoppolo wasn't dealt anywhere and like the quarterback landscape has kind of figured itself out uh, with all the trades that have happened but maybe I mean if you're San Francisco yes you need to get Trey Lance those reps and those that those opportunities to start games but Man, when you have Jimmy Garoppolo, he's just such a, I would say, a stable. Maybe he's not gonna take it to that next level, but maybe that's kind of the, the mindset there of what they're what they're doing or not doing with Trey Lance yet. But it is an interesting little like dynamic that they have there in San Francisco. But like you, I I, I would take in the exact same order, in terms of what with the quarterbacks went Lawrence. I think I go Zach Wilson, then Fields, and then okay. you have um, Trey Lance, and then and then Mac Jones.
2: Hey, you know, at least with Lance, too, like he doesn't have to start next year. I mean, if he got playing time, that would be great. But if the 49ers are comfortable with Jimmy G still, and he's under contract, he's there, you couldn't move him. Like, you're, I would still put the best guy on the field. I want to just say, you know what, we're going to throw him into the fire uh, with Lance and let's see what we have in him. You know, that may be good to know, actually, like when you look long term, but. Sitting another year for him, it would be what two plus years then without any actual game. And it wasn't nice. like he was playing in a power conference either. Like he came from North Dakota State. So there's still a huge leap that he's you know taking in practice. I'm sure it was even you know light years ahead of what he was seeing in college when he was playing too. So I don't know. I can see it going both ways for him this year. Uh, but if I was in a 49ers position, I wouldn't rush him on the field. Someone
0: mentioned Davis Mills that they would take him above some of those other guys. I'm not willing to go that far, but he does deserve more respect than he's probably sure. getting. Um, I think I had a second-round grade on him last year. I liked him, too. I like Kellen Mon. <laughs> Kellen Mond's probably yeah. the one I'm going to end up being wrong about because it doesn't seem like he's really uh, – doesn't seem like the Vikings are rushing to get him out there at this point. But – Davis Mills did a good job last year. I I just I doubt they're sitting there in Houston going like this is this is the answer. This is the answer. So um Yeah. All right. Hey, the best way to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app, use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. So that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better, introducing PointsBet's new feature, the live college basketball same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with points bet I don't know what I, what kind of odds you could have gotten on uh, Wisconsin going two for 22 from three <laughs> but you know that may have been in there for all we know uh for the first time ever uh, like I said you can build the first perfect live same game parlay combine your favorite bets anytime want more you can also boost your live same game parlays watch live parlay live boost live with points bet and now online sign up is available in Illinois download the points bet app right now register your account all from start to finish on your phone plus during points bet match madness all users earn up to $100 in free bets during each round just place a $50 pregame wager Get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Our
1: next partner has a product I use on a daily basis. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to see what the hype was all about. And I've been taking my Athletic Greens after my morning workouts, and I could feel the difference and see a difference right away. With one scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins. Minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. The mixture of greens helps your immune system, gives you energy, and improves your focus. And that's why I take my Athletic Greens to help me get through my busy day. What's awesome about Athletic Greens is that it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. It also, it helps support better sleep quality and recovery, which we all need. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash chgo bears to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance.
0: I got to say, I love the guy in our chat of the Lions fan every single day, <laughs> Don. He's committed. He is co- We, you know what? We, we, that's fine. Yeah, I got no problem with you root for it. Just you're here every day. Uh, Very committed. It's awesome. Number. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, I'm going to have you take the super chat.
1: Yes, I hope I can read this. The <laughs> NFC is looking pretty weak. Uh, what do you guys think our playoff chances are? Love the show. I think I got that right. Good job. Um, uh. It is looking very weak. We just kind of relayed the, the quarterbacks that the Bears are going to be playing. Uh, again, that's AFC and NFC, but they're – all the competitions in the AFC right now, you just look at the AFC West and that's where I think a lot of the contenders are really at in that, just that division. But what are our chances? Well, given that the bears are not facing a lot of the high end caliber quarterback talent that they faced last season, will said, you know, the strength of schedule between last year and this year there, there's a chance, but look, the bears still need to prove a lot, right? They need to show that this offense is going to look better that Luke Getzey can be a, a you know a good play caller. That Justin Fields will take that next step. That they'll build the offensive line, add weapons for him. So if they do that, then yeah, I say they have a chance uh, to make a you know the playoffs. Maybe that last wild card spot, but you know I don't want to push it too far right now.
2: I mean, when you look at it, at least from my perspective, it all goes through the division. And the best quarterbacks, really, that the Bears are going to face, at least statistically, half of them come into the division with Rodgers and Cousins. Uh, Outside of that, you have Josh Allen uh, and Dak Prescott. So if the Bears can split the series, uh, at least with Green Bay, take care of business against Minnesota, then your chances are looking great, at least for a wild card spot. Uh, But if you lose, you know, all four of those games, uh, then you have, again, Josh Allen and Dak Prescott to face. You know, things look a a little bit uh, more bleak, but just when you look at the landscape of the NFC, uh, the fact that you have that extra game, uh, the fact that, you know, last couple of years we've had that extra playoff spot uh, that the Bears did get a few couple of years ago when they lost to the Saints. I would say chances are, you know, not great per se, but they're at least possible.
0: Yeah, they're going to be in the hunt, right? They're going to be on that graphic <laughs> oh, that's yeah. shown over and over again. Um, but Like pretty much everyone is until, until it really gets whittled down the last couple of weeks, you know, Here's the thing, if I had to say right now, are they gonna be? Are they gonna beat the Packers this sure. year? Probably not. Uh, I, I like if I had to predict, would it shock me if they win one? No, I could see it happening, but I'd say they'll probably go zero two. Probably split against the Vikings. Probably split against the Lions, um, because you know we're joking around about the Lions, but Don's team's probably a little bit better to be honest. Like they're they're not gonna be a pushover, I don't think. Um, and so I could see, definitely see the. The Bears losing one of those games. So that's a two and four record in the division mm. right there in what isn't a great division. Yeah. So, you know, I still think that the odds are against them realistically going into the playoffs, but I also, as I've said so many times the last couple of weeks, don't think that they're gonna be horrendous to the point that they're like picking in the top five a year from now. Um, there's still too many good players on that defense. The coaching should help the offense. I'd still like to see them protect Justin Fields better than they are at this point. Um, but, like, another way to look at it is, like, what are the spreads going to be every week? You know, I don't know how many times they're necessarily going to be double-digit underdogs. I would hope not. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, based off of the, the other teams that they're playing. I don't, and, and the And that they yeah. should still have a pretty decent defense.
1: Yeah. So, I yeah, I don't, I don't see that being the case uh to be completely honest. Um and you know what Olin mentioned just yesterday, like the element kind of element of surprise, right, with Luke Getsy. We don't teams don't know what his offense is actually going to look like. Very similar to what people didn't know about Matt Nagy in twenty eighteen. So could it be like a one year like
0: surprise and you have to obviously adapt after that, but maybe that also helps the Bears. Yeah, absolutely. Um all right, so we want to talk a little bit about um some of the um Changes that the Bears have made in free agency, and really, I guess as we talk about how much better the Bears might be, I think a lot of people think they're worse at this point, which is mm-hmm. also a, a, a fair argument, I think. But we talk about offense versus defense, guys. Which side of the ball got better in free agency? And also, did, did either side of the ball get better? That's that's also a very good question. In the comments too, just.
1: Choose who who got better, offense or defense, and we'll we'll uh, relay who the Bears actually got on both sides of the ball to kind of illustrate, well, did the Bears actually get better? So, you know what, for me, I looked at, okay, what the, the additions on offense. You get Lucas Patrick, Equinemius St. Brown, Byron Pringle, right? You upgrade to your offensive line, wide receivers, both weaknesses for the Bears. Then you look there on the defense, Nicholas Morrow, Justin Jones, and then... Kwon Um, You obviously add the interior linebacker, the three-tech, and another rotational piece at the edge, but I looked at what are still the needs on the offense and defense, and for me, on offense, you still need a right guard, you gotta figure out the tackle position, a number one wide receiver, and you pretty... I think you can add another tight end to this roster, with Jesper Horsett and Cole Komet being the guys, and then defensively, I mean, you still need an an outside corner opposite of Jalen Johnson, and then a nickel corner. And if Thomas Graham's going to be that guy, okay, so like to see competition. But then another safety as well opposite yeah. of Eddie Jackson. So given the holes that both sides have and the additions that they made, I would say that the defense got better with the additions of Justin Jones, Muhammad, and also Nicholas Morrow. Will, where where are you at on this? Are you offense? Are you defense? Or are you like eh? They're they're kind of the same.
2: The correct answer is neither or better uh, as it stands here today uh, and again I, when I was preparing for this I was like it really depends on the framing and how you kind of want to approach. You know this question overall, so if you want to look at both sides like did any get better I don't think so just yet, but if I had to choose between the two sides like which one is improving the most. Uh, And that's, again, I don't know how that makes sense if neither are getting better, but um, (laughs) I would say the offense uh, for number one reason would be you can't say the defense is better without Khalil Mack. Like, there's just no way that you can say you lose Khalil Mack and that side of the ball is better. You know, and on top of that, You know, you look at who you brought in. I do think on defense, you brought in guys that will contribute more than on offense so far. I think, you know, Morrow Mm -hmm. should be able to start a linebacker. You know, you got Jones up there for defensive line, and they have a D-end as well in Muhammad. So I feel like you have guys on defense so far that we've signed that will be bigger contributors to this team overall. But if you lose Khalil Mack, you lose an Akeem Hicks, you lose a Bilal Nichols, I have a hard time looking at it saying, like, the defense is better uh, than it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, At least with the Bears' offense, though, you know, they brought in solid wide receivers that should be decent depth pieces. Uh, With Pringle, maybe he's your wide receiver three. St. Brown, maybe he's at four to five role. Uh, Patrick Lucas starting centered, I think that's an upgrade. Uh, But as Adam said, they still need to protect Justin a a little bit better, uh, whether they be a tackle, an additional interior lineman at guard uh, as well. So for me, again, you cut it up a few different ways. But overall, I think the offense is better then maybe the defense, just because of the big loss of Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, and Bilal Nichols, I just don't – I can't sit here with a smile on my face and say, yeah, the defense is better. Uh, You're just looking at that subtraction that we've had on that side.
0: Yeah, I guess my only counterpoint to that would be that they didn't really have those guys late in the year anyway, Uh, especially Hicks and Mack. So, I, you know, really for the second half of the season, they were kind of playing without those guys on the defense as it was. Um, And I do think that while there might be an adjustment period – The hits principle, the way that they're going to be coached, the way that they're going to be held accountable on defense uh, will help with some of the mistakes that we saw last Mm -hmm. year, not touching guys down, not going 100% on every snap. Um, So talent-wise, can I make a strong argument that they're actually better? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But in how they play with the pieces they still have um, and still having Roquan Smith on that defense certainly in the middle – I, th- I think they're going to be just fine on defense. I'm not worried. This isn't like when... Um, what, 2014? Yeah, 2013, or 2014, 2013, yeah. when they they really tried to Melt run the same defense. thing with different players who were not being held accountable, losing Erlacher. Uh, it just... That defense went downhill so fast, and you could see it coming. This is a different situation, I think. So defensively... Are they better? Probably not. Are they worse? I don't think so, which means they're still going to have a pretty solid Mm -hmm. defense um, to start with. Now, offensively, you know, I think they're slightly better at center, right? We could start there. Mm -hmm. Um, Wide receivers. I did make a a case yesterday that I like the Byron Pringle (laughs) signing, but as a unit, are they overall better? They did lose Allen Robinson. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think they're better. I think they're probably worse as it sits right now. You got to hope that that a guy like Cole Komet takes a step forward. You got to hope that David Montgomery, even in a new scheme, and you know we've heard Olin kind of mm-hmm. wonder about that a little, a little bit. Doubt there, yeah, his fit in the scheme. Um, and I think that that's fair. So I think they're worse offensively right now, unless you're just going to like kind of put all the faith in the coaching staff which is fair and worth discussing mm-hmm. and just say because the new coaching staff's here that they should take a little bit of a step forward. But overall, we talk about that. And we're not talking about a team that's taking like a huge leap forward in terms of, of wins and losses. Yeah, no doubt about it.
1: Just kind of pivot here a little, Adam. When we talked to Erlacher yesterday, weird sound in the studio. Uh, <laughs> when we talked to Erlacher yesterday when he was talking about Roquan Smith and his kind of his fit in the defense, it really – to me, I think I, I just kind of thought about later that day. Like, he's—I think he's going to be the Mike. Like, just everything that he was saying and what—everybody's coming to my side on this. It, Will, weren't you? You weren't—you weren't sold on Roquan being the Will either, if I'm—if I'm not mistaken, right?
2: Yeah, you're correct.
1: Yeah, so it's like, and I think Nicholas Moro kind of slides into that—that that Will linebacker. I—I jumped on the Will, uh, Roquan being the Will, probably too early. But yeah, just everything he was saying. And what Roquan is as a player now, I think it kind of lines up with where he's going to be in the middle of that defense, kind of being the signal caller. But uh, for you, Will, does this kind of just solidify
2: like what you were kind of initially thinking? So far, again, we needed to see what talent they brought in because it would have been, you know, how do you get your best three linebackers in the position to succeed? Uh, the fact that they brought in a guy like Mauro, who does have that, you know, that range mm-hmm. uh, to play the will backer in this defense, allows you to keep Roquan, you know, in the middle. But if you brought in guys, whether it be through free agency or the draft, that you know, doesn't have that same kind of speed, uh, closing speed that you need for that will to be able to go sideline to sideline, then. Yeah, then you probably would have to force Roquan over to the Will backer, but I'm sure listeners get you know a little confused with you know Nicholas Morrow, Will, like what's going on over
1: here, guys. <laughs> True, There's a lot of uh, duplicates there. Before we uh, continue this conversation, I just have to tell you about our partners with PointsBet. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So, what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700.
0: And we should tell you that if you're enjoying what we're doing here at CHGO, make sure you are checking out all chgo.com. Sign up for a membership. Premium written content there. We got plenty more coming. Um, and that's all you got to do. You jump on there, become a member. It's a great deal. You can use the points bet. Uh, opportunity to get that free membership, however you want to do it. But we got premium written content on there, members only Discord. We're gonna start doing some some chats with us as mm-hmm. well on there, so you can interact with us outside of uh, just this show. But if you're watching here, if you're listening to the podcast, you know that we have a daily bear show for you. We have daily shows on all of our teams uh, every single day, Monday through Friday. Uh, great spot for look. We all. Love Chicago. We all know the fans are are crazy. You guys want your Blackhawks content. You want your White Sox content, whatever it is. And we got you covered here at CHGO. So check out all of those shows. Make sure you are subscribed to all of them, uh, all the podcasts. And hit that subscribe button below uh, as well here on YouTube. Turn on those notifications so if we ever have to change the time, you know you're, it'll just come up right on your phone. You'll know when we go live. And we truly appreciate everybody who's been here every day interacting uh, with us. There was one comment on there I wanted to address real quick because um, said Hogue, do I think do you think that Luke Getz is an upgrade over Nagy? The answer to that is yes. I also thought Nagy was an upgrade over Dow Loggins. Mm. Like the point being we don't know. We don't know until we see all this. I like Luke Getze. I've heard nothing but good things from Green Bay, people who've worked with him, coaches who've worked with him, players who have worked with him The guy has never called plays at the NFL level, except in a couple preseason games where he got was given that opportunity by Matt Lafleur. Small, small sample size. Um, Do I think that the only way to get the only place to go is up? Yes, I do. So (laughs) I'm willing to say that there should be some improvement there. But what did we like? I keep going back to 2018 and what we saw, even in that first game. Should have been a little bit of a red flag because we saw a coach come out with some innovative stuff, completely catch the Packers off guard, really take advantage of that opportunity. But which team adjusted better throughout the course of that game? The Green Bay Packers did on both sides of the ball. The defense shut down the Bears in the second half, and Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden found a way to get holes and big plays against Vic Fangio's defense. Um, And – now, the Bears ended up being okay for most of that season. The schedule was not too tough. They had some clunkers in there. But that first game turned out to sort of be a microcosm for the lack of adjustments we would really see from that coaching staff going forward because that was always my biggest problem was the lack of adjustments within games, the lack of adjustments even from week to week. To understand mm-hmm. you can't just keep running the same thing. Game plan for this opponent, switch it up. Uh, and we just didn't see that enough. And I have no idea how Luke Getze is going to be doing that on a week-to-week basis. Am I optimistic?
1: Yes. Sure. Yeah. I think, too, like with Nagy, like there are some games, like you go to the Arizona game. The Bears won that, but offensively, they did not look good in that one. It was the defense that got them the win. Seattle, the night game where Prince of Mukamara gets the pick six. The offense didn't do anything to really help win that game. So you can even go to, what was it? Maybe Buffalo? Where they absolutely destroyed him, but it's all defense. Yeah. So there was it was a lot of games where again the defense is carrying them. I do like where Luke Getzey kind of the, the coaching background being with Joe Moorhead. I think that's going to play dividends to what Justin Fields does in the RPO game, being able to just one be able to again run that effectively because we saw in, in with the with Trubisky at times like that just never worked out like with the RPO game. I think that's going to be a lot more polished up here in Chicago and be a big part of what they want to do with Justin Fields and really just utilizing his legs and his ability to get outside the pocket. So I like to answer that question as well. I think right now, yes, he is an upgrade over Nagy, but we, we need to see those other intangible things like adjusting in halftime. What is he going to do when they take away Adarnell Mooney, who is currently the Bears' number one wide receiver, Then who are you going to go to? So we need to see these adjustments, and then we can get a better idea of who Luke Getzey is and if he actually is, in fact, better than a Matt Nagy.
2: And it's going to take time for him to just get used to calling plays. Uh, I'm glad, you know, there are a couple of preseason games for him to kind of get his feet wet. And I know uh, in those games, you're not doing your true, you know, like offense that you want to run come the regular season, but it'll give him good practice to get a script together and get a little decent momentum, whether it be with his starters or his backups. Uh, then as the year goes on, uh, just kind of, you know, honing that craft a bit. And who knows? He could be, you know, super talented at this. And we're going to find out here sooner uh, rather than later. But, I think both of you hit the right point. Like, as long as he's not, and I'll use the word stubborn, uh, as Matt Nagy was uh, throughout his time here in that offense, uh, whether it be in game situations, the lack of adjustments, or as Adam, you mentioned too, the week in, week out, like, we're going to roll in here with the same exact game plan. Doesn't make a lot of sense. That's the definition uh, of insanity. You know, doing the same thing expecting different results. So as long as he's not insane or as stubborn as Nagy, the Bears are going to be in you know better shape. Uh, The only question is how much, and I think that's Mm -hmm. what the waiting game is going to tell us.
0: Uh, We'll have time here in the last fifteen minutes of the show to take some more super chats and some questions. Um, One free possible free agent, though, I wanted to talk about before we get out of here is a guy who's reportedly visiting. House Hall today, a guard, Ryan Bates from the Buffalo Bills, who's a, a restricted free agent. Um, so it's not just a you know, foregone conclusion that you can just throw a bunch of money at him and get him, but it is interesting um, that he's visiting. A he, little bit like Lucas Patrick and that he's not necessarily a big household name. Mm-hmm. I will say I did watch some film on him yesterday, and I liked what I saw.
1: Yeah, um, a guy that does play left guard, and right now that's Cody Whitehair for the Bears, but maybe position versatility. But he did visit with the Patriots, obviously from Buffalo. But what? So the Bears can what? Potentially make an offer, but the Buffalo Bills would have an, an opportunity. Yes, correct. To, so to match, So yeah. yeah, it's not like a foregone conclusion that hey, once he's he's not leaving Hallis Hall today with a job because you know the Buffalo Bills will have an opportunity there. But hey, it's. Again, you need to upgrade. There's still a right guard that the Bears need to fill at this point in time. Well,
0: and this gives us a little bit of a clue because one thing we've talked about is, like, do they view Larry Borum or Tevin Jenkins potentially as a guard? They still seem like they're more concerned about filling the interior spots than the exterior. So, I mean, I don't know what it means. I mean, it, it, it could mean that they're at least willing to go in the camp with the idea that Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borm can be your tackles. It seems risky, but then again, it is what you drafted them to be.
2: True. So <laughs> maybe that that's still a possibility.
0: Yeah,
1: well, what uh, do you think?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, Ryan Poles didn't draft him here to be anything. Uh, he's still figuring that one out uh, as the rest of the Bears staff. But it's interesting uh, to bring him in. Uh, I know Buffalo can match, but I believe that offer match is like almost like $2.5 and, and they only have like $4.4 4 in the cap right now. So would Buffalo actually want to utilize their already you know minimal cap space towards a guy that only has four career starts? I, I don't know about that, but I know Bates is young. I think he's only 25 uh Mm -hmm. adam you said you saw the film and it looked promising you know in the limited action uh, that he's seen so if the bears are seeing the same thing on film uh, and the visit goes well this could be a guy that comes in uh, whether it be left guard right guard you know you can move white hair around if he's still going to be on the team Uh, and then the interior i think would be i wouldn't say set but i would feel more comfortable uh, than i did a week ago Uh, and again i still think the door would be open for a jenkins or borum to slide inside too once they get their hands on like they told us uh, at the combine like once we get to mini camp and you know some of these OTAs then we'll have a better idea but all we can do is see what was on film last year and kind of go from there so I don't want to close it you know any door I don't think the Bears would be either with this visit they're just trying to make this team you know the position to as flexible and as deep as they possibly can and you know going into camp with you know a battle or two up front is not going to hurt the Bears whatsoever
1: no it definitely won't building from the inside out though on the offensive line which Again, you need to have a good interior, but, man, you want to make sure you have that left tackle right just so Justin Fields feels comfortable there. Um, It looks like we have a super chat. I'm going to attempt to read this. Uh, Do you think the Bears could take a cornerback with the first pick in the draft to fill in after uh, slot cornerback or outside if they can't find someone in free agency? I think outside corner is a possibility there. I mean, that's a big hole that the Bears still have. And are you feeling really good about Kendall Vildor being the the projected starter opposite of Jalen Johnson? I don't think so. Not after what he kind of showed on tape last year. So I think definitely you can look at outside corner being a possibility with that 39th overall pick.
2: I mean, that's roughly where they got Jalen Johnson. And that's where, you know, at the time, almost an equal need. Uh, So I would feel like, yeah, uh, if the right guys there and you know obviously you have to look at the entire roster and make the best move for your team but uh corner should definitely not be off the table there with the 39th pick and luckily for the bears they did get that additional second round pick this year so if you don't go corner first or if you do then you you wait 10 picks you're back on the clock and you go for another skill guy
0: yeah i could totally see corner going off the uh, corner wide receiver that those could be the two spots that uh that you go after in the second round with those two picks you have wouldn't surprise me at all. They do need um, somebody that can play out. And and look, Jalen Johnson was able to play right away. Mm -hmm. And so if you're able to draft somebody of that talent who can give you basically what Jalen Johnson gave you as a rookie, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, But at the same time, Jalen Johnson better be taken off too, which he already has started to do. But you better keep that know arrow going up and I that is one spot that I actually feel pretty confident they'll, they'll be okay with Jalen Johnson continuing to ascend
1: and it wouldn't be crazy too because this is Matt Eberflus' team a defensive minded yeah. coach right so yeah maybe once to bolster up his defense with that very first pick and seeing what this defense could be with a another high caliber starting corner yeah it's not outside of the the equation that it can be a corner with that first pick
2: and we'll find out more in the next like week or two now that we're entering that second wave of free agency we'll see you know if he does sign a you know starting caliber corner you know if he projects inside or outside if you do find someone that like hey he can start here then you don't have to force you know drafting a corner uh, in the second round you could wait uh wait and see how that one shakes out but i think ryan pulls his moves between now maybe the end of this month, first week of April, will be really telling about his plans uh, for the draft, or at least at least for us, like what needs the Bears have in this roster heading into it.
0: Uh, another question still about free agency. What wide receivers are left? Do you think we will sign any more receivers? There's not many of them. I think Jamison Crowder came up the board. I was going to say, he got
1: signed. So, like, I have no... Um, <laughs> who is left? Again, the only other, like... Big name, I guess, is Odell, but, like, he's off an ACL. Demir Bird. (laughs) Marquis (laughs) Goodwin. The the current Bears uh, wide receivers are going to be available. Uh, Good question. And, honestly, like any of the guys that are left, what, you're in the same kind of spot you're in, finding threes, number threes, number fours, special teamers, not guys that are,
0: I think, going to really help you. Someone said Julio Jones. That is A lot yeah. of people are saying Julio Jones. <sighs> Let me ask you guys this. Does, does this grade of a need at a significant position that can help Justin Fields make you more tempted to package your two second-round picks and move up to make sure that you get a guy like, hypothetically like Chris Olave late first round?
2: Ooh, what Especially because that player could be going to the Packers. Yeah. See, if you can jump the Packers and take an Olave from them, pair them with Fields, I think that's worth more than, you know, two second-round <laughs> picks. Don't don't tell anyone that because if we, that's all it takes to move up, then you know I'd be okay with it. But I, I believe we mentioned this right after the Mac trade, like this hypothetical, uh, and I'm exactly where I was then. Like if that's the move, like if you have like someone on your mind that's the top of your board by a long shot, at the receiver position, like an Olave. And it only takes your two seconds to move into it. And again, jumping green Bay would be another uh, impressive feat for Ryan Poles. Like, Hey, you already got, you know, one victory. We stole your offensive coordinator. Uh, I'm not going to say St. Brown's another one to kind of, you know, pump up right now, but if you can leap them and take, you know, the first receiver that green Bay was actually going to draft in the first round for Aaron Rodgers and take him to Chicago, (laughs) that puts a smile on my face.
0: A lot of people like George Pickens, uh, Georgia wide receiver, um, you know, his hands last, grew, right? Well, oh, that was <laughs> no. That's uh, <laughs> Kyle, Kenny, pick, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. Uh, sorry, pick and pick and uh, pick and the man, quarterback. Pickett yeah, his hands. Uh, they, they grew. They grew, which is uh, interesting. Which, which is interesting. I don't know. How you know that what? Real happens.
1: quickly, Adam, like the idea of trading picks again to go fill a need feels very similar to what the Bears' problem was in this last regime, right? Like you're giving away picks, and then are we going through the same exact kind of I guess yep. scenario where it's like, oh, I wish we had you know a second in whatever draft it may be, but you're you're taking away from future drafts, and you never really want to draft for for need. You want to be able to pick the best player
0: available on your board. And, and I actually agree with a lot of our commenters here that there's still going to be a good amount of receivers that are still available where you're picking. David Bell from Purdue is one of them. You know, a guy who I just think is just a solid wide receiver Football who's going to get open. Uh, and I like him a lot. I think that's somebody who could still be there by the time the Bears are picking, and uh, I shouldn't have forgotten about the one free agent wide receiver. I see his name. Uh, Yeah, I've been uh, yelling about and wanting the Bears to sign, and that's Jarvis Landry, and he still is out there and available. We just really haven't heard any connection at all between the Bears and him, though, so I'm not necessarily expecting that to happen, but I do think it makes a lot of sense. One thing – you know, I think Ryan Pauls has talked about this, and he's probably acting on it now. Is let these players fall to you, mm-hmm. right? The longer they're out there, the Better more deals. time that goes by, these guys start to fall to you. Maybe that's still happening. Actually, with Larry Ogunjobi, you know, the, the, has that door completely been shut? That's just one example. You wait till the right time; you still might be able to get them at a price you're much more comfortable with. Um, I just think, especially on the offensive line, you're talking about putting your quarterback in harm's way. Like at some point, you do have to step up and just throw a couple extra million dollars out there to se- to secure somebody that you know is going to help your quarterback. And you just signed Teron Armstead. You just do yeah.
1: it. <laughs> I know we we've been definitely talking about him a lot on the show. And looks like maybe Miami's going to be his landing spot, but yeah, I think there there will be some good wide receivers, especially that second 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 round pick had to say that twice is gonna is gonna be big for the Bears it really is and you know thank you Khalil Mack for for making that happen but yeah now you kind of have some flexibility like looking at the board if you know there are a lot of good wide receivers but man if there's that another offensive lineman there we we talked about corner being a possibility you you want to be able to just look at your board and say okay he's still available let's draft him we get better as a football, is an entire team, because we took this guy. So, yeah. Again, going back to, it, I'm not not for mortgaging more draft capital to go up. And I know, take if you were to take it away, Chris Olave from the Packers, if that would be a possibility, that'd be great. But I'm not doing it.
2: Hey, if you keep your 2023 draft intact, and you're just leveraging your Mac trade, and you can turn Mac into an Olave, and if it does have the, you know, Burrow to Chase connection esque, it's worth it. Uh, another super chat here. Should the Bears bring
0: back Bryce Callahan? We talked about this last time. Yeah. Bryce Callahan. It, this came up last week. I think for me, it's the right price. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so many injury concerns. He's a player who, when he's on the field, is pretty good. Um, the Broncos gave him a lot of money to take him away from the Bears. And I don't know that the Bears ever regretted it because he wasn't always on the field. Right, you know, it's like same thing with Kyle Fuller, Fuller last year. He wasn't always playing. When he was, he kind of looked like he st- took a step back. I think if it's the right price, considering the need the Bears have, I would bring in somebody like Bryce Callahan. But it's got to be a price where you are kind of expecting for him not to be available for sixteen games, seventeen games. Exactly. Yeah, yep.
1: he's what twenty eighteen played obviously with the Bears thirteen games twenty twenty ten. 2021 11. So, I mean, it hasn't been, it's been very inconsistent for Bryce Callahan, but he does. Uh, again, there would be a veteran presence at the nickel cornerback spot that currently is not on this, this bears roster. And you know, there, there's value in that too, but
0: yeah, just, you're not gonna, there's a good chance. You're not going to get Bryce Callahan. I, I want to address this question before we get out of here. Cause it's an interesting conversation. Trade Robert Quinn for a second round pick, uh mm. super check coming in right now. Um, From Gary, if you can get a second-round pick, then I probably would do it. I don't think you're going to get a second-round pick for him, though, at this point in his career, because the motivation for trading him is you're you're basically assuming he's not going to give you 19 sacks again, which seems like a safe bet where he's at in his career. Even the ups and downs of his career, like he's really never put two seasons like that, Together, he's had great seasons before. But I would imagine that any team looking to trade for Robert Quinn right now is not expecting that they're going to get 19 sacks out of him. I think the realistic goal is to get to double-digit sacks. So with somebody at his age, with that contract, there's still money on that contract. It's much more team-friendly now at this point. You can get out of it if you want. Um, but with all that said, if you're a team trading for him are you really going to give up a second round pick for him right now what do you think will <laughs>
2: you're not getting a second round you'd be lucky to get a third yeah yeah it's it's not happening matt um, ryan
0: it was a third rounder right yeah for matt ryan he's a quarterback <laughs> it's
1: like if anyone didn't know that but yeah it's not definitely not happening with robert quinn and then you you look at it what it would be Quan muhammad and then travis gibson as your edge players right now and Obviously, maybe you can add some people in free agency, but now it gets really thin
2: again. Hundred percent. I don't know if you guys were waiting on me or waiting for another super chat. I can read the super chat if you want me to. That that'd be great. yeah, go for it. Hey, see, I, I think they're better on my screen too. Uh, this yeah. one says, "You know, man, after the pace experience uh, with all the trading up, I honestly like what Poles is doing, prioritizing having you know more picks." I totally agree, but Adam gave me a hypothetical that I couldn't refuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I
0: mean, I think it depends on the player, but um, I do think overall this this patient approach. Let's be honest, it's a little boring, um, but it's probably the best thing for where the Bears have been, uh, especially the last two seasons. When you know, I think Ryan Pace, in hindsight, really could have helped himself out if he just had not gotten too aggressive, really, in the spring of twenty twenty. With some of those free agent signings, like re-signing Dane Trevathan to his he, deal, like what? I, yeah, there was just a lot of things that just did not add up. I understood that they were desperate. Um, they had basically given up on Trubisky, mm-hmm. which you probably were starting to feel heat on because he's, you know, was the one who made that that big move. But uh, I just it hamstrung them so much. Granted, the other thing that killed them that wasn't their fault was the pandemic. And yeah. for the first time in a decade, a shrinking salary cap, which definitely hurt some teams more than others based on where they were. And while I guess you should always brace yourself for something like that to happen, I mean, who's really planning for that when they're doing their long-term planning on the salary cap? I, I, I'm willing to give them a pass for that a little bit. But that it definitely really, really hurt them.
1: You know what I think also was, like 2019, right? All the expectations— that the Bears were they had with the year one hundred. Will and I were at the the convention center and the celebrations. Like they were supposed to win and then they didn't. It's like, well, how do we salvage this window? You do you do
0: things that you probably regret in in the long run. So, all right, Will, uh, we got to get out of here. We'll uh, see you again tomorrow. Appreciate it. Uh, make sure you follow Will on Twitter at Will DeWitt. The L's are ones for the number eleven. There it is. Follow Nick at Nicholas Moriano, myself at Adam Hogue. Make sure you're following the CHGO Bears account. That's at CHGO underscore Bears, at CHGO underscore sports as well. Um, And all of these shows usually pop up live on there on your Twitter feeds as well. We'll put some clips up. Make sure you go back and check out the Brian Erlacher episode from yesterday. That's about as unfiltered as I've ever heard number 54. <laughs> some strong opinions from the Bears, the former Bears middle linebacker. And some good stuff, really, on Roquan Smith. So if you happen to miss yesterday's show, make sure you go check out the podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you are subscribed. So if you don't watch us live on YouTube, you can find us there. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit the notification so you know when we go live for Will DeWitt. Nicholas Moriano, I'm Adam Hogue. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 11.